Are you an effective leader? As leaders, asking ourselves tough questions is not easy, but it is necessary. It's the time of year for reflection, and on today's podcast, we're going to give you the three questions you need to ask yourself to level up your leadership game. Welcome back to Bootstrappers, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs scale their businesses with remote teams. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen of Anaquim, where we've helped hundreds of companies with highly skilled virtual assistants. So earlier this week, I was talking to another former owner of a property management company about the industry, and he was saying, Gwen, do you really think it's possible to get a truly high-performing team in property management. And he was truly asking me this. And of course, after all the years I've been in the industry, I was like, absolutely. We absolutely can get high performing teams. You can get the most inspiring people to work in this industry and do a great job and really move the ball forward with with your vision. But it did remind me of some of the early days when I was in the industry and how Right now, as I look back, I'm like, of course there's vision. You're creating housing. Housing is a need for all people. You have the opportunity, even if you're managing really bad properties, to make some tenants day, maybe a day that they had that everything else went wrong, and you have the opportunity to give them hope and make the process of moving, which is naturally very stressful, very easy. And there's so many ways to have a vision in this industry. But that's from my standpoint now. When we were in the weeds with taking any piece of crap that had a roof on it, dealing with super rough owners, super rough tenants, um, vendors who didn't even want to go into some of these houses, when I myself was knocking on doors and saying, excuse me, is there a prostitution ring going on in this building? You know, (laughs) I remember reading business books that were like, you have to create this amazing vision for your company. And I was like, I mean, okay, but it doesn't seem vision and what I'm doing day to day. They just didn't seem to be jiving exactly. Um, And because I struggled finding vision for the organization, I think my husband did as well. You know, we weren't attracting top of the line talent for those roles. And it really took us to kind of um, get more secure in who we were and what we were doing to over time provide that vision and really move the business forward. So one of the questions I really think all business owners have to ask is, am I creating a true vision for my business that my employees can get 100% behind and do I communicate it well? And I just wanna talk through what that vision really could look like if you have a rough office, a rough tenants, you're dealing with you know, the difficult things that many small and medium-sized businesses deal with. And so focus on uh, what you do for your core constituencies. For instance, if you're dealing with rough tenants, these are people that society does not see. They're invisible in uh, a lot of ways in our society. If your employees can make that person feel seen, make their life easier, 
make housing that they can feel dignified living in. Um, if, if you can really hammer home that this is important and everybody matters and you can do that in a really authentic way, I think you can get your employees to really feel that this is a business that truly moves the world forward in small way maybe, but in an impactful way that really improves people's lives. And when the days get hard, when Friday they're just exhausted, that vision is what can carry them through through the weekend. We all know this is a seven-day-a-week uh, business and carry them through some of those hard times. And so that's one way that you can really get your employees behind a, a service business and serving your customers and seeing dignity in who the customers are and providing an amazing service to these people that don't get served in a white glove manner in a lot of other ways of their life. Another way to talk about vision in our industry or any other kind of gritty, dirtier industries, if you're not feeling that and you're like, oh, that's going to not feel authentic to me, is just to focus on your employees and how you're doing this business and supporting the owners helps Mary, who has to pay for her mom because her mom is living with her and she's got to make bills. And, you know, Jerry's son has a disability and he's got to make the bills for him. And Mary Jo got out of her crappy relationship and had to move into her own place and focus on the team and how, you know, together you are making this business work so that you support one another in making your lives better and that you come to work for your coworkers. You come to work because um, you care about their families and you care about making sure that they put food on the table and have their mortgage paid for. And you know what? That's enough. That's a vision. And so I think as business owners, regardless of where we are on our path, really putting color to how our businesses truly impact people's lives, really being authentic about what the business means to us and how we see ourselves serving the larger community, serving the world, and then talking about that often enough that our employees really feel it also changes the whole dynamic of our business and allows us to attract and retain top talent that maybe if you looked at our office or if you looked at the environment or the houses, the, the quality of the homes that we manage may be inaccessible, but everybody needs vision. Everybody needs hope and f everyone needs a purpose. And if you can get people behind a purpose that you truly believe in, that you really believe is your way of impacting the world, you're going to be able to get high-end talent, even if the current circumstances, you know, maybe an outsider would be like, I mean, I don't know how you're going to get that person to work for you, but good luck. Um, because people really want that and need that. And then if you can also tell them, you know, I have this vision. And in addition to that, I will teach you how to be a better professional. I will coach you. I will give you projects. I promise you can grow here. Uh, if they feel like they're growing professionally and they feel like they're working for a cause greater than themselves, 
you can inspire fantastic people to be on your team, even if you're at the beginning of your journey. The second question that all leaders need to ask themselves to level up their leadership game is, what am I tolerating that no longer serves the company? I actually think this is one of the most painful questions to ask in business because it's so uncomfortable saying no to things that worked and not being sure that what you're looking for in the future is possible because you've never done it before. So let me just explain. Let's say you start a business, and this is actually a business owner that I know. You start a business with your high school bestie. And let's just say that you guys have a lot of fun at the business because you're super immature and it's like you revert back to high school when you work together and you have immature jokes and you're like little adolescent boys in this particular case, boys together. And let's say your business grows pretty well. So you have some employees underneath you and you wake up one day and you realize that you kind of have to become more professional at your business. Not kind of, like it's happening, like it's a requirement. Maybe maybe you learn the hard way and you have a lawsuit, um, you know, sexual harassment lawsuit against you or some other kind of lawsuit, um, employee leaves or they get fired and they're mad at you because they say the environment was toxic. A number of things can happen. And so it's sad because you enjoyed your job because you were having fun being a child with your best friend running this business. And there is a sense of loss there that the business has to need something different. And you can't just act like you're in the hallways of your high school together at your business anymore. And you need to level up and you need to be more professional and you need to focus on your employees instead of just you and your friend having a good time. And so I think this is very uh, clear of all the things that when our business has grown beyond what we are currently doing, there's this give and take, there's this mourning of what used to be and how fun that was, but we have to give certain things up in order to get to the next level. Another painful acknowledgement that what you've tolerated is no longer serving you would be having, let's say the same best friend that you started your business with is no longer a business partner that's gonna move the business forward. Maybe they're distracted with other things in their lives. Maybe their ambitions are not as strong as yours and you need to sever the relationship, buy them out. Um, Maybe you have an employee who's been very loyal but just isn't growing with the business. Maybe you want to have higher end clientele and they just don't work well with the clientele. Um, whatever the case may be, this, this concept of you get what you tolerate and your growth is going to level out unless you tolerate, you, you no longer tolerate things that used to be acceptable. And making those changes and believing in yourself and saying, I want something more, I want something better, I want something different, it's very hard. It also asks you to evaluate your personal belief systems. Um, For instance, if you grew up with humble beginnings and you want your business to grow, you might encounter some thoughts like, who are you to deserve, you know, growth? This is crazy money. 
no one in your family has ever made this kind of money. What makes you think that you can do this? Or you're becoming snobby now that you want to have a higher end clientele. A lot of those those things from our past come up when we ask for change, we ask for um, something new at our business. And it's super hard to say, nope, I want it. And I don't know if I can get it, but I'm going to try. And I think I deserve more. And, and that's really what the question, what am I tolerating that no longer serves the company is asking. Um, and I have spoken to business owners also who their greatest regret is not facing this question head on with honesty. And, um, and they wish that they had just bit the bullet and said no to people who were on the team who had been there for a long time and said, hey, you know, I'll help you find another job, but this doesn't work anymore. Um, and when they do it, or, or in, in not doing it, their businesses really have stagnated. And then they're at the twilights of their career and it ends up being their biggest regret. The third question every leader needs to ask themselves in order to level up their leadership game is what are the sacred cows, elephants in the room, or what am I avoiding that's preventing my business from being what it could be? So a sacred cow can be, as we discussed earlier, that business relationship that you've had forever. It could be a client that makes you a lot of money but no longer fits into your business model. So we had clients like that in property management. One of the buildings, it was a unique guy. He was trying to bring in refugees uh, and give them housing. He was very mission driven, but the property just was not well maintained. And we got to a point where we thought maybe the building would be bad for our reputation. And so we said no to a lot of money, a lot of business that we've had because we actually wanted to only deal with clients who could use computers and the internet and pay online and all that kind of stuff. And when uh, we said, no, we're closing our doors, we're not going to just take walk-in traffic and we're going to super serve high-end tenants and said no to him, we were scared because we weren't serving primarily clients in that category. But we're really grateful that we did shift our perspective and make this change because months later, he had a ton of terrible publicity in the news. And um, if we hadn't made the change, we'd have, we would have been drugged through the mud with him. So so these uh, that was one of those sacred cows like, oh, we never touched that account. But we went for it, and it wasn't a sacred cow anymore. Um, another elephant in the room is our, that, that I've seen companies do is, or, or maybe not an elephant in the room, but something that we all know is wrong with a business, but no one wants to touch it, is legacy software. Are you on some dinosaur software, and you just hate learning new things? You don't want to change. It works just fine. But honestly, it's it's limiting your business in ways that maybe you're not even acknowledging, but just the fear of changing softwares is just like terrifying. That's something that fits into this category. 
Um, also, are you maybe afraid to write down your processes and procedures? Because it seems like if you're a process and procedure driven company, you can't fly by the seat of your pants. You can't be so creative. You're going to lose your flair. It's going to feel too restricting. You're not going to enjoy your business. That's another one is that some people just like the way their business feels if they don't do the thing that they need to do. And the fear of becoming more sophisticated ends up winning out, but that's really the one thing that they have to do. Another one is if you have had bad books for a really long time. We look at people's books all the time at Anaquim because we do a lot of back office bookkeeping. So we've seen it all. And I know because I've looked under the hood of these companies, companies that you know, that some of these books are so bad, it has kept up business owners for years worrying about what if someone finds out and and you know what, they're not bad people. They weren't trying to have bad books. They just didn't really understand accounting. Um, but they know over time bad things have happened and maybe you know they robbed Peter to pay Paul inadvertently. But maybe this year, this is the year where you just go back five years of books and get them all reconciled and just face, face the truth of what your bookkeeping has done. Um, another one that comes up a lot in our industry is it's a family business and certain people in the family aren't supporting the business in the way it needs to be supported. And there's a fear of having a conversation about that because it will ruin Christmas or, you know, it would make the family holiday suck. And so people just continually push the problems under the rug. Meanwhile, the, the business is suffering and, um, you know, everybody's livelihood is suffering as well. Um, and then there could be just a business partnership. Again, these partnership issues can be really tricky and cause a lot of conflict. And you just love your BFF from forever ago. You've raised your kids together and you're just afraid of change and what that would do to the relationship. And these are all really legitimate questions but um, or problems or totally legit that you wouldn't want to address these things. But are these the things that are holding you back? And is it holding you back to a point where that being held back is more important than what could break? And is this a moment where your personal growth is being limited because of something that makes you feel stuck? And could you put a number Maybe in some of these cases, you could put a number on how much money you're losing out on because you're unwilling to look at this thing. And in some cases, uh, you may be having ideas about what the future would bring if you brought this up, but you're exaggerating the problem. And so if you really thought about the problem in a new way, it wouldn't be so bad of an outcome as you think it would be. And if you just addressed it and found out that it wouldn't be so bad to address this issue, then everything in your future could open up. So just think about any of those sacred cows, elephants in the room, or things that you're avoiding. Because a lot of the times, if, you've, if you really focus on that thing, that's the one thing your business needs you to do this next year 
to be successful. It's the area that you're most afraid of addressing. So again, here are the key takeaways for the episode. Do you have an authentic mission that your company can wrap their hands around and are you communicating it enough? Are you tolerating something that no longer serves the company? And are there any sacred cows, elephants in the room, or things you're avoiding that are preventing your business from being what it could be? So asking these three questions takes a lot of courage. It asks you to level up. It asks you also to look at any limiting beliefs you might have. And it's really hard, which is why leadership isn't for the faint of heart. But I really think that if you ask yourself these three questions while you're reflecting about how your past year has gone and what's ahead of you for next year, you'll really find that you can do more than you even thought possible because you're willing to do the hard thing, take action, be courageous, and make your life the best it possibly can. If you really want to find out where you stand as a leader, score yourself on our leadership matrix. This helpful PDF is free and you can download it now. The link is in the show notes. That's a wrap. (laughs) 